Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkepo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Ntefo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. How many of you want your church to grow? Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity that we have to be in your presence. Guide us by your spirit. We thank you for the wisdom for Basels. And we thank you for wisdom for the growth of the churches in East Africa. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. The first statement... I want to make is that alright and I don't want you to ever forget it that I personally do not know of and cannot think of any other greater church growth strategy than sales that's the first statement I want to make so if you are here and you have the vision to have a large church. And if you are a pastor here or you are a shepherd here, you must have a vision to grow a large church. Amen? Amen. Yeah. That is the heart of God. The heart of God is that many will be saved into the kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. I get what I'm saying. That is the heart of God. First Timothy 2.4 Thank you. Who have take note all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. Who have all men all men all the 7 billion plus people on earth. God's heart is that all the more than 7 billion people on earth will be saved. Now, I'm not saying that. Look at the scripture. Who have all men, all men, to be saved. Now, if that is the case, then how many people should we have in our churches? If that is the case, then how many people should be in our churches. Look at Second Peter chapter three and verse nine. Second Peter chapter three and verse nine. Hmm? The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us what? Not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. 
not worthy that any should perish. And so if he doesn't want any to perish, then it means that he wants all to be saved. Hallelujah. The point I'm trying to make is that we must have deep, a deep-seated conviction in our hearts that the heart of God is that our churches will be large churches filled with multitudes, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. Yeah, that is the heart of God. May you receive that vision in the name of Jesus. May that desire be imparted to you right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Do you understand that? In Psalm 2 and verse 8, he said, Ask of me, and I will give you the hidden for thy inheritance. And the uttermost part of the earth for thy possession. God wants us. He wants us to inherit unbelievers. If we're a pastor, your inheritance is not cars, houses. Eh? Your inheritance is souls. 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 A shepherd is somebody who looks after sheep. And God said, ask of me. Ask. Well, I said, the sheep that they are there. If only you can ask. But you see, you don't ask for something that you really don't want. You ask for things that you want. And many of us, we don't want a lot of people. The problem of many of the missions and the churches is that the pastors, the missionaries are satisfied with what they have. Because the little congregation that they have can pay them, can give them rent, can help them to eat. So they are okay. But the vision of God is not your personal stomach. The vision of God is not your personal stomach. The vision of God is the salvation of this world. Amen? Amen? In Ezekiel 36 and 37, 36 verse 37, God said, I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Jacob. To do it for them, I will increase them with men like a flock. God said, I will increase them of men like a flock. But he said, I will, I will go back. Verse 36. Yes. I will yet for this be inquired. I will yet. In other words, I have been waiting. I have been waiting for the pastors, for the shepherds. Instead of asking for money, instead of asking for houses, instead of asking for cars, I've been waiting that they will ask that I will multiply them with men like a flock. What I'm trying to say is that as for God is waiting for us. 
He's waiting to give us large churches. Oh yeah. Jesus said in Matthew 5, Blessed are those who test and hunger after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So it is the people who test. It is the people who are hungry. May you be hungry for souls. May, may there be a supernatural creation of tests and hunger for multitudes of souls in your heart right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen. Many of us here like that Chapel International Missions and Passes we are a disgrace to the bishop. We are a disgrace. We are a disgrace to the bishop. We are a disgrace to the grace, the anointing for church growth. The mega church anointing that God has gifted him with. That has caused him to take a church of a few students in a little classroom. You say you're in a classroom. He also was in a classroom. And grow that church to close to 3,000 branches in more than 70 countries. That anointing, many of us are a disgrace. Because the son of an elephant is not a chicken. So the chicken, the son of an elephant, it's an elephant. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are a son of an elephant, eh? why are you like a chicken? Why are you like a chicken? Do you understand it? One of the disappointments of rich people is when they see their children living like puppies. That is why when the prodigal son came back, the father was so happy. You must look like my son. Hallelujah. Recently when we had the Friday, Good Friday um, service at the Independence Square in Accra, only the churches in Accra and around, Tema, Kaswa, a little around, only those churches, when we gathered, there were 100,000 people. 100,000 people. That, that is just a small part of the sheet that God has given to the bishop. Now, as a daughter, as a son, following this anointing, in your church, if you don't have Christ, 1,000 people should be sitting down. 500 people should be sitting down. Listen. In the name of Jesus, after this camp, I abolish 50 members, 100 members, 200 members, 300 members. I abolish them in the name of Jesus. I abolish them. We drive out that spirit from our churches. 
Write it down. That spirit is abolished for my church. Everybody here, the minimum now is 500. Yeah. Never sleep, never eat, never watch TV, never be happy until you have seen 500. Don't have erections to sleep with your wife until you have seen 500. Yeah. Your church is empty. Every two minutes we are having sex. You are not serious. And no, and no, and, and no, and no, no. launching out into mega churches. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Chedi, you understand it? Yeah. Look, don't sleep again from today. Every full-time missionary, late pastor, don't sleep again. Don't watch TV again. Don't watch the news. Don't watch anything. Even when you wake up in the night, feeling, you feel like having sex, and you think about the size of your church, the, the erection must go straight. And you, the wife, you, the wife, you should say to your husband, Why are you coming? Hallelujah. Amen. Listen. Listen. Paul said, First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse one said, Follow me as I follow Christ. Listen, lighthouse, let's follow Bishop Dark. The anointing on the bishop is a mega church anointing. Oh yes. It's a mega church anointing. Yeah. That anointing, even non-lighthouse pastors now have used it to build large churches. Many of the non-lighthouse pastors who closely are following the bishop churches. Happy churches. And they will tell you that it was the association with him, his teachings, his books, his advice that caused their churches to explode. They can link it directly. It was the prodigal son who was poor. The son who was in the house. The father said, everything that I have is yours. So if we are true sons and daughters in the house, this anointing is our anointing. It's our legacy. It belongs to us without asking. Jesus told the Syrophoenician woman, he said, the bread is for the children. The bread is for the children. 
And the woman said, it's true. Even we know. Only that I'm asking to eat the crumbs. If people who are eating the crumbs can have large churches, how much more those of us who have the whole loaf of bread? There is something wrong. There is something wrong. Hallelujah. So now, if we want to have church growth, alright, one of the keys of church growth that the bishop teaches is the key of small groups. Alright, if you read the, the mega church book, huh? and you look at the 14 special church growth principles. 14 principles for church growth. Principle number three, the principle of smaller subdivisions. Amen. Smaller subdivisions within the church allow for better pastoral care, which eventually leads to growth. Questions that cannot be asked in a large Sunday service can be addressed in the small groups. The small groups become the family units to which church members belong. I have several small groups within the church. I have always believed that every Christian can and should actively serve the Lord. These smaller groups allow for all Christians to get involved. As your church becomes bigger, it will remain small enough to meet the needs of all people. As it is said, large enough to include you and small enough to know you. Amen. Amen. Hmm? Some people's churches are like large convention centers. People come in, hear the word and go away. No human being likes to feel that he's unknown. People are not numbers. They are human beings. Nobody wants to be reduced to a numbered article or a countable commodity. People want to feel important. People want to feel necessary. People want to feel loved. You may preach a powerful sermon, but they will still need to belong to a little family. Your church can be broken into cells, divisions, or departments. Hallelujah. So now, for the next few hours that we are going to be here, I want us to take this principle and go very deep into it. The principle of building a large church by using cells. Amen. Alright. Cells are called cells. They are called bus cells. Bus cells means bus plus cells. Okay. They are called area fellowships. Um, we call them area fellowships at my cathedral. Um, different, different terms are used for it, but it all denotes and connotes the same thing. Hallelujah. Let me give you my testimony of the cells. Now, in 2007, I had the privilege to be invited by the bishop to follow him to Seoul, Korea to attend the church growth conference of Dr. Yonggi Cho. 
at that conference, one of the things that we experienced was the cell system. And it really, really affected me. Because to think that a church that has 800,000 people, do you understand? 800,000 people can be built through small, 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 small groups was an amazing revelation. During the church go conference, on one of the days, we are all assigned cell groups to attend and observe. And when you arrive, you see 10 Koreans, mostly women, 10 Koreans, um, 6 of them, 7 of them, 12 of them, not, 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 not large, 12, 8, 7, 10. And it is these small, 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 small groups that when he gathers together makes up 800,000 people. On one of the days, I think Friday morning or Saturday morning, he gathers 150,000 of his cell leaders in the stadium for a prayer meeting. Now, I came back from that conference very, very inspired by the cell system. And when I came back, I decided to study it more. I read Dr. Cho's book, Successful Cell Groups, listened to his messages, and then I decided to start cells. I was then at the Sakmono church. At that time, our church was like 150 people. This is 2007. This is 2007. Yeah. The conference is at in October. Yeah. So we started. Within a couple of months, the church shot up from 150 to about 350. From the few cells that we had. Towards the end of that year, I think in December, Bishop asked me to move to Collegon. And when I was going to Collegon, I knew. I knew that this was the way. This was the key. Because when we moved, I don't know, when did we move to the Kodesh? Was it 2007? 2007? Eh? The Colorado Cathedral was closed down for almost one year. When the church, I think the church moved in January or February and it was closed down, so there was no church there. Towards the end of 2007, then um, the Matayako Church, which was then being pastored by Bishop Ogo, was moved to the Kologono Cathedral. And then Bishop asked me to go there. So, I landed in the church in uh, March or April 2008. And I knew what I was supposed to do. 
we had a congregation of 250 people. And my first series that I did was on Tell Them. So winning. So I did that for quite a while, about two months or so. Then after that, I started teaching the church about the cells because I knew that that was the key to growing the church. So I taught the church about the cell system, trained the shepherds, but something unfortunate happened. I still cannot pinpoint to what exactly happened. But something happened and I did not start the cells. I didn't. Now, if you remember those days, the main structure that we have was fellowships, ministries. So we had a, the, the Ashes Fellowship, Choir, uh, FCBPI, eh? Aquaba, uh, person to person, and all that. So that's what we're doing. Now, as the months went by, I realized that the church was reducing. Yeah. The church was reducing. I will go to the cathedral. Those of you who know the Colorado Cathedral, it's a huge cathedral. On Thursdays for fellowship and ministry meetings, and I will be sad because I will see the choir, about five people. That is the, that is the, the choir ministry. The prayer ministry is on four people. I mean, people dotted in that huge cathedral. I was so depressed and discouraged. By September or October of 2008, the church had reduced from about 250 to about 140. 140, 150, 160. Yeah. And even the 250, the Colorado Catholic 250 is just the first bay. That's it. Because we use pews. So the pews take, I think, seven people to fill one pew. So even the 250 was like this. So now the 140, dear Charlie. I listened. And I started praying. I said, Lord, what is happening? What must I do? Pastors, your key is prayer. Your key is prayer. Any pastor who doesn't pray and cannot pray, you will not have a successful ministry. Prayer is the first apostolic instruction. Paul said to Timothy, first and foremost, pray. Let there be prayer and supplication. In Transform Your Pastoral Ministry, the bishop says, a pastor has many things to do, but his first duty is to pray. Amen? Amen. I was praying. And I remember one time, I was sitting at my study, and I was praying and said, Lord, 
The church is finishing. What should I do? And as I was praying and studying the scriptures, I was reading Revelation chapter 3. Look at Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. And unto the angel of the church in Sardis, right, these things said he that had the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. There are many of us here. You have a name that you have a church, but your church is dead. Yeah? God says you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. You are dead. Huh? Verse 2. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found that works perfect before God. So even what you have, even what you have, eh? it's about to die. Verse 3. Now this was the verse that caught my attention. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast. Remember Therefore, how thou hast received and heard and hold fast. Now, as I meditated on this scripture, I realized that what God was saying is that, you know, you have received something, but you have forgotten it. You have, you have, you have let it slip out of your hands. You have forgotten about it. And the Lord was saying, remember how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. To repent means turn around. As I, as I meditated on that scripture, I began to ask myself the question, what is it that I've heard? What is it that the Lord has taught me over the last one year to do? What was it that in my last few months as Sakumono, the Lord taught me to do that brought a dramatic growth to the church? What was it? As I was sitting down there, the revelation just dropped in my heart. The cells. And the Lord was showing me, I taught you the cells. I inspired you. But when you came, you have chosen your own ideas. You have abandoned the wisdom that I gave to you. So I'm telling you about my testimony. Look, it came like light. I picked my phone and called one of my senior most lay pastors, Pastor Richard. I said, Pastor Richard, I still remember. I said, Pastor Richard, we are going back to the cells. We are going back to the cells. This is 2008. October, November. So from that point, I started reorganizing again. I preached about the cells again. I Train the shepherds again. And in 2009, April, we launched, eh, we reorganized the whole church into cells and then launched into the parcels. 
we lunched. I have forgotten how many we started. Probably maybe 30 or so. I've forgotten. When we started, it was like magic. Look, before that, on Sundays, we have two people coming to the front to give their lives to Christ. Many times, nobody. Five people. When we started, we're getting 15, 20 people, 25 people. The church started galloping. The 140 member church started galloping. It's been 2009 to 2006. Is that many years? Seven years? Eh? It's been seven years of dedicating ourselves. All that we do at Colgona Cathedral itself. And since that time, the Lord has brought us church group. The 140 has become several thousands on a side. Pastor Kennedy will tell you, our, our safe church alone, the children, the youth, is more than a thousand people. It's more than a thousand people. We have six adult services on a Sunday. I just started another service, I think in May. In May. Started another service. It has already crossed 500. Sales. That is why I am happy to talk to you about church growth through the pastor. And I want to, it's not a prophecy, it's just a statement. Anybody here who after this camp will take this seriously, eh? the growth that you have not seen in the last five years, in the last seven years, you are going to see it. At the Colombo Cathedral now, every Sunday, not less than 100 people give their lives to Christ. And that is the minimum. Oh, Pastor Kavri, I came up to stand up, let and see you. This is one of my full-time assistants, Colgono Cathedral, Pastor Kafri. Oh? Yeah. Across the cathedral, across all the services, not less than 100. In fact, 100, then we are saying that today we didn't do it. We can actually have 200, 250, 300. Oh, yeah. Earlier on this year, even now we are backsliding. Earlier on this year, we are having 250, 300 People giving their life to Christ every Sunday. Yeah. I think we have over 400 cells now. If we add the cells and the satellite church, which is also like cells. We have over 400 now. And the policy is that every cell must win and bring at least one soul to church every Sunday. So if we have 400, it means we are expecting 400 souls. And if you have a hundred souls every Sunday in a month, that is 400. Even if you are able to retain only one-fifth of them, 
much is that? One fifth. Eighty people. Eighty times ten months. That is eight hundred. I said we started a church just this May. May. We are in July. We have just started July. So it's May, June, or April. I think three months. April, April, May, June. Three months. It's cost five hundred. And it's a very early service. Eight thirty. There. We have a service that we build ourselves. I built it with Pastor Kennedy, Pastor Wycliffe, and Pastor Allen, that group and some people. We started. This November will be two years. Yeah? Yeah, this November will be two years. That service starts at 6.30 and it has more than 700 people. And you know, there is something beautiful that I see. There is something beautiful that I see. 6.30. I normally get to the church like 6.30, 6.45. Between 6.30 to about 6.45, 6.55, there is a few people in that service. Phew! Because the buses have not come. Then around about seven, you see the buses bringing the people. You see, just, they just, it will happen in your church. It will happen in your church. It will happen in your church. Yeah. Between seven to seven thirty, you have 700 people sitting down. Every Sunday now at the Colorado Cathedral, we are using 65 buses to bring people to church. Yeah. Different. So, when you come to Colorado, on Sunday, and you look at the car park, you will see cars. Just a few cars. Because majority of the people, not less than 98% of the people in the church all are in cells. At Colgono. Not less than 98%. If you ask, how many of you are in cells? Not less than 98% are in cells. And we bring them of buses. Tata buses. Benz buses, Evan buses, different types of buses. 65 of them every Sunday. Yeah. And it has grown. I remember there was a point we were using 30, then went 40, 50. It just keeps on going. I am telling you that I personally, I don't know of a greater, a more powerful, more potent church good strategy that God has given than Basils. Yeah? And it's not only happening at Kolgono. Kodesh is into Basils. Church has grown. Um, Bishop Ogo's church is into Basils. Church has grown. Bishop Steve's church. It works everywhere. It works everywhere. I went to have a camp like this on buses for Bishop Patrick. When we finished, the first month that he launched the buses, the buses, the first month, he added 60 people to his church. 
He told me, he said, he said the, the sister people clearly are from the Basels. I'm just coming from Pastor Jimmy Machoya's uh, church. One of his pastors, a lay pastor, he sent him to go and start a church last year. His church is, he says, August to be last year. He has, will be one year. He has 65 people in his church. And he said, he has started three Basels. And he was telling that 50% of his congregation come from the cells. 50%. So like 30 of the 65 members are coming from cells. It works everywhere. So I am telling all this for us to know why God has touched the heart of your shepherd. You see, every good shepherd, when he casts food, he also wants his children to eat well for us to be here. I see you becoming a mega church pastor. On a Sunday morning, the people will be rushing to your church. You'll be using five buses, ten buses, fifteen buses, twenty buses, twenty-five buses, forty buses, fifty buses, hundred buses, one fifty buses. Oh yeah. See, the reason why we call it buses is cells plus bus. You, you can't have cells without bus. Yeah. At the Kologono Cathedral, okay, for those of you who know Accra, we have people who come to Kologono Cathedral from Nungwa and from Medina yeah, in buses. Hallelujah. So, are you ready for cells? How many of you realize that we need the cells? Lift up your hand and say, I need the cells. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright. Now, Acts chapter 2, from verse 41. Acts chapter 2, from verse 41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day, they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they, verse 46, watch this, that's a cardinal scripture. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Now this scripture shows us that when the early church began, they were meeting in two places. They were meeting in the temple on the Sabbath day. And then during the week, they were meeting in homes. You know, what happened was that the church grew so much that the Holy Spirit inspired the twelve. Because how, how, how could twelve apostles look after the great numbers of people who were coming to the kingdom? So the Holy Spirit himself gave them wisdom and taught them to let the people also meet in homes eh, 
to be looked after by some of the more matured members of believers who were coming into the kingdom. So, you see all throughout the the, um, New Testament that the church was meeting both in the big hall on Sabbath day and then in the week in houses. Listen, Dr. Yonguicho, who is the propagator of this cell system idea? This is what he says. He says, the mistake of the modern church is that it has departed away from the pattern that God gave for the building of the church. The pattern that God gave for the building of the church was that the church should happen in the big hall and then it should also happen from house to house. How many of you understand that? So, we need to go back. We need to go back. We need to have church not only on Sundays in the big hall, but church must continue also in the homes. What is a cell? A cell is a church in the house. A church in the house is a cell. That's a basin. Amen. Write down the definition of a basin or a cell of an area fellowship. A basin is a small group meeting of members of the same church which takes place during the week in a house with the purpose with the purpose of fellowship Bible study prayer evangelism and showing of love and care for one another a cell is a small group meeting of members of the same church which takes place during the week in a house for the purpose of fellowship Bible study prayer evangelism and the showing of love and care for one another. Amen. Eh? So, that is what a bustle is. Amen. Before I go on, let me explain something very important which explains why many of you yourselves that you have started does not work. And that is that there is a difference between a bustle 
or a cell or an area fellowship and a home Bible study group. Many of what many of you call cells are home Bible study groups. They are not cells. There is a difference between a bustle and home Bible study groups. Amen. Amen. Now, many of the traditional churches that we know of, Methodist Church, Anglican Church, Catholic Church, they also have cells or they have small groups. Yes, they do. The Methodists, they call it classes. They call it classes. Oh, how many of you know that? Is there anybody who used to go for classes? Used to go for classes? Is there anybody who used to go for classes? Eh? No, is there anybody? Just lift up your I want to know. You used to go for classes? Stand up. Which church? New Life. Eh? Give her a mic. What about you? Which church? Catholic. Give me a mic. How did you used to call it? How did you used to call it? Yeah, uh, they used to call it Nikinyarwanda Murjangore Mezo. What, what does that mean? Yeah, it looks like it is a foundation of a family, a family foundation of a. We used to call it Murjangore Mezo. But what does it mean in English? In English, it means a, a foundation of a church. All. So what what was happening there? It was who like. Who are the people who were in it? It was neighbors. In the, uh, that we joined the same church we used to go there and pray then we used to share how life is now Teta, you used to do what? pray? pray yes you used to do what? sharing life lifestyle how we are sharing your life yes then uh, look how we can increase you our member you used to study the bible? yeah we do some you, you, you do sometimes study the bible okay. yeah yes let's study is there anybody else? You, stand up. What church? Which church? Which church did you used to attend? Sorry? Methodist. Let me speak to this sister. Your church is what? Charismatic? Oh, Methodist. Okay. Okay. Yes. So how did you used to call it? Okay. Now listen. 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 I'm showing you something very, very important. Hmm? Okay, we used to call it Bible study. Bible study. Oh, is that the, was, that, was that the name? Yes, it was called what? Class. Speak to the mic. Hello, yes? It was a class. Yes. Of Bible study. How many of you used to go attend? Okay, mostly it was after the service. In the church? Yeah, in the church. You didn't have it in homes? No, we didn't have it in the homes. Okay, after the service, what, what were you doing? Okay, we were taught about How many that. of you were in that class? Okay, we are not many. Like how many? Like about 20. About 20 years? Yeah. What did you do? Okay, we were taught about the Bible. Bible okay. study? Yeah. And how we used to, okay, how to live with one another, how to love your neighbor. Love yourselves, yes. And that was it? Yeah, that was it. And it happened once a week? Okay, every... Every Saturday after the church. Good. All right. Yes. Sister. What church? Methodist church? Yes. What was the name of it? It's the English Bible class. English Bible class. Yes. Okay. How many of you were attending? 
We're supposed to be about 20, but most of the time you get when? when? Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Where? At one of the leaders' house. One of the leaders' house. Listen carefully. What were you doing when you got it? Uh, with the Methodists, we have this book that they have done with daily, like a daily um, Bible. So like Amanak. Yeah. Yes. So we go and then we read the Bible. You read the Bible? And we relate it to our daily lives. Yes. Yes. And after that? Then we pray. And we it. pray. So, now watch. Watch. Thank you so much. This is what we are, I want you to understand. Cells, bustles, area fellowships are different significantly from home Bible study. Later on, when I begin to tell you why cells don't work, I'll come back to this point. But it's one of the things. So a home Bible study group is just like a cell. But it is different. Just like a cell, it is a small group meeting. Just like a cell, they meet in other homes or in the church. Just like a cell, they study the Bible, they pray, and then they look at how they can love themselves. There is a key ingredient that is missing in a home Bible study group. And that ingredient is that there is no evangelism. A cell loses its importance if it does not evangelize. Why? Because through the cells, we want to win more people, bring them into the church, and let the church grow. How many of you can understand that? Many, many cells. Even those of you who say you have cells, you don't see growth. The reason why you don't see growth is this. Your people meet, they pray, they study the Bible, they share fellowship, everything, but there's no evangelism. Two of us. So what you have is a home Bible study group and not a cell. Now, Dr. Cho, this is what he says. Dr. Cho says, when a cell does not evangelize, I close it down. When a cell does not evangelize, I close it down because it has lost its reason for existence. I hear you are gone. Now, this is a this is something that I really, really, really want you to understand. I need three people, six people, quickly. Bring chairs, sit here. Quickly, 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 quickly. Put three here, put three here. Very good. Sit down. Brother, come. You to come. Yes, so sit down here. Face them. So you are the Basel Shepherd. You are the Basel Shepherd. Okay. These two, sit down. You are the Basel Shepherd. These 
two shepherds have gone to start bathrooms. Do you understand that? Eh? Pastor Gustav, stand here. Pastor Ben, stand here. So, you have sent him from your church. You have also sent him from your church. Now, as the weeks go by, his cell has turned into a home Bible study group. So when they come, they pray, they study the Bible, they fellowship, they love one another. <laughs> eh? Because it's like, oh, what is happening in your life? You know, my mother is not well, let's go and visit, you know, and all that. Do you see? Their cell was started in June. His cell was started in June. Now, these people, when they come, they also pray, they study the Bible, they love themselves, they have fellowship. But apart from that, every week, they get up and go into the community and go and do person to person evangelism and win souls. Go and win souls. Bring souls. Bring two. Bring two. Bring two. They got two. Two. Come quickly, quickly, quickly. They're too slow. Why the souls? Sit down. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down. Yes, sit down, sit down, sit down. This is after about, this is after about, this is after about three weeks. After about three weeks, now these people, one, two, three, four. These people, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. After two weeks. After another two weeks, go back. You see, these are, wait, these are, New Christians. They don't know so much about soul winning, but they are enjoying their fellowship. They understand it. So initially they don't do evangelism and all that. But these ones, older people, they go. Go and bring bring three, three more. Yes. Wow. It's okay. Three. Just three. Just three. Just three. Now sit down. Wow. One month after he sent a shepherd to go and start a cell with the aim of letting the church grow. You see, his congregation was 20. He sent these people. All right, one month later, these people are one, two, three, four. His church is still 20. How many of you understand? His church is still 20. Even it's less because three people have traveled. So he's 17 now. Yeah. His church was also 20. Three have traveled. So you also have 17. But one month of starting this cell, he has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 plus 17 is 29. 12 plus 17 is 29. One month after starting cells, his church is 17. His church has, has grown to 29. Now watch. Suppose he started five cells. 
20, he has won nine souls. Let's say he started five cells. And on the average, within one month, they all won five souls. Just five. Five. Five times five is 25. His church has grown. So 20 plus 25 is 45. His church is still 17. Why? Not because he did not start cells. But the cells that he thought he had started is actually a home Bible study group. What, what do we do? I, I just close it down. Now, listen to me. I need for you to start to understand it from the beginning. So when we talk about cells, listen. One of the key components, prayer is important, fellowship is important, Bible study, caring for themselves, looking after themselves, is all very important. One of the key components that brings growth is evangelism. Evangelism. You can have 20 cells. And many of you have cells. Your church has not grown. This is the this is the reason. This is the reason. Your cells are not cells, they are just Bible study groups. Immediately you turn the cells into an evangelistic unit, the church will explode. Yeah. In our church, like I said, we have over 400 cells now. The policy is that every cell must do one outreach, at least one outreach every week. Standard. So if you have 400 cells, we have 400 outreaches taking place. We know that many of them even don't do it. But even if you have 200 of them doing it a week, and then every group wins two souls. Look at that. If they win two souls, 200 by two, that's 400. And let's say that just one quarter of them bring a soul to church. That is what explains the hundred souls that I'm talking to you that they appear in the church every Sunday. Is that magic? That is how it comes. So when we send you to go and start a pastor, we are not asking you to go and start a home Bible study group. But we are sending you to go and start a group that is into soul winning. Is it clear? Is it clear? And pastors, if this happens in your church, close it down. It has lost its reason to exist. Thank you. Go back to your seat. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet and lift up your hands and just begin to pray and ask the Lord to anoint you for self. Lift up your hands.
believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegon. Opus is a Collegon main game. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, Please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.